0: Good morning and welcome to another edition of Play Me or Fate Me and thank you for joining us as always. It is a college football Saturday everyone. Get ready. It's going to be a great day of football and uh, let's recap last night real quick where unfortunately it's a little deja vu for us. Uh, We go one and one on the football plays, one and two on baseball. So for the night we go two and three and drop $118.20. Back-to-back days doing that. We don't want to keep that trend going. We'll try to reverse course here today. Uh, Let's recap last night's college football real quick. Um, Number one, I apologize to Dino Babers in Syracuse. Great job. You came out of the gate strong again, got up 14-0, Liberty battled back. They made it look so easy on those touchdown drives in the second half. I thought I was still going to get the cover. Um, And then they score the touchdown, gets called back, have a second and goal at the five, even go for it on fourth and goal with that quarterback. I can't believe they couldn't drop a play to get into the end zone, but they didn't Syracuse ends up getting the game winning field goal. And we go down 24 to 21 and uh, don't cover the number of course. So lost that game. And then uh, the other game last night, we had Virginia and wake forest. We played the under, the under was the right play. Uh, thankfully wake forest was up enough that they called off the dog, slow down that fast paced offense just became a running attack and that allowed us to sail under the number, but uh, put an asterisk next to that one. Westford, or excuse me, Wake Forest looked great. That looks like a really good football team. Meanwhile, Virginia, I was a really surprised that their defense couldn't stop Wake Forest at all. So um, yeah, a lot of things we'll take away from that game and maybe learn in future wagers uh, for both of those clubs. Well, let's recap our college football card real quick. And once again, if you want the full card, We dropped it yesterday on the Friday podcast. Keep in mind, some of the numbers I'm going to reference, we locked in on Monday uh, and released them Tuesday morning with our early release plays. So if you want to learn more about the early release plays, that's a part of the Tuesday podcast, okay? So some of these numbers, once again, are not going to be available. Some went our way, some went against us, but I'll rattle through them, and then we'll get to the National League football card. Uh, Oklahoma State, minus six over Kansas State. San Jose State, plus three against Western Michigan. Louisiana Lafayette minus 13 and a half against Georgia Southern. Tulsa minus 13 and a half against Arkansas State. Iowa State minus seven at Baylor. Maryland minus 14 against Kent State. Louisiana Tech minus 11 against North Texas. Boise State minus nine at Utah State. North Carolina minus 12 at Georgia Tech. USC minus 11 in Oregon State. Illinois plus 11 at Purdue, and then the game that we're hoping it goes to the moon, Memphis and UT, San Antonio, over the 66 and a half. So that's your college football card for today. Big card. We love it, and we hope we cash a whole lot of tickets, uh, but we'll find out. We're a little nervous after last night. Syracuse not only barked, but they bit us on uh, as a home underdog, and we're playing a lot of road favorites again today in college football, so a little scared. Okay, now let's get to the National Football League. Jekyll and Hyde to today. Week one, we were terrible. Week two, we were great. Week three, well, we're gonna find out. We're 0-1-1 so far this week in the National Football League. We had the Texans go down in a system play. Have another system play on Sunday. We have the Lions plus eight over Baltimore. Line open at eight and a half. It's now at eight. And we like the Lions plus the eight against Baltimore. The reason why it's a system play, we play against teams that are underdog straight up winners, favorite on the road the following week. Baltimore was an underdog home winner against Kansas City last week. This week, they're now the favorite on the road. So that requires us to play the Lions plus the eight. Next up, marquee matchup with the National Football League. It is the Los Angeles Rams and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, the Rams 2-0 straight up, 1-1 and against the spread they beat chicago 34-14 at home then they won that hard fought victory last week at in indianapolis 27 to 24 meanwhile the bucks are 2 and 0 straight up 1 and 1 against the spread they won the shootout against dallas in week 1 31 to 29 and then last week they beat atlanta 48 to 25 so no trouble scoring year to date for tampa bay both teams are 2 and 0 to the over the total's at 55 and a half A little too high for me to bet the over. I was looking at the over. A little too high for me. Plus, I factor in that this is Tampa's first road game, Brady's first game on the road this year. So I'm a little scared about the total. Our play here is actually going to be on the Rams. We're going to take the Rams plus the one over old man, Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. Next up, we go to Minnesota, where the Vikings are desperate. They are 0-2 straight up, 1-1 and against the spread. In week one, they lost in overtime to Cincinnati, thanks to Delvin Cook coughing it up in OT. Then, last week, they rallied against Arizona, missed the short field goal, and lost the game 34-33. to So Mike Zimmer and his team, they've been a hard luck loser this year, losing two games right at the end. Seattle, meanwhile, 1-1 and straight up and against the spread. They wanted Indianapolis in week one, 28 16. And then somehow, someway, they blew the lead last week against Tennessee and fell 33 30. We're actually going to play the Vikings with their backs against the wall. The Vikings in their home opener will win as a plus two dog against Seattle. Then we go to San Francisco, where the 49ers take on the Packers. The Niners are 2 and 0 straight up, 1 and 1 against the spread. They wanted Detroit. 41-33, wasn't that close though. As we know, Detroit scored like 21 points in the final three minutes. And then they won a defensive slugfest last week at Philadelphia, 17-11. Packers, meanwhile, one and one straight up and against the spread. And they didn't show up at New Orleans or Jacksonville, wherever they played that game. They lost that one 38-3, but then last week they came back to Lambeau and won on Monday night, 35-17. to Another... Primetime game for Green Bay. This one's back on the road. We're gonna take the 49ers minus the three over Green Bay. Then we're gonna play five unders. We played a lot of unders last week and they cashed and we're gonna do the same this week. We think the lines have moved a little bit but they haven't moved enough as they need to. So we're gonna play the Jets and the Broncos under the 41 and a half, no movement since the line opened. The Jets are 0 and 2. The Broncos are 2 and 0. The Jets lost to Carolina 19 to 14, lost to New England 25 to 6. Meanwhile, the Broncos won at the Giants 27 to 13 and won at Jacksonville 23 to 13. Both teams are 2 and 0 to the under, and all four games would have gone under this total. Jets' unders are dropping. It was 44 and a half in week one, 43 in week two. Now it's 41 and a half. Based on this trend, we should be able to bet the Jets one more time in the under next week before the line is really where it should be for a Jet game. I think Jet games are going to be in that 35 to 37 range. So we're going to play the under one more time between the Jets and the Broncos under the 41 and a half. Next up, it is the Saints and the Patriots under 42 and a half. It opened at 41 and a half. It's been bet up to 42 and a half. So we get one point of line value. Saints beat Green Bay 38-3, then lost to Carolina 26-7. Meanwhile, the Patriots lost to Miami 17-16 and beat the Jets 25-6. Both teams are 2-0 to the under, and once again, all four games would have gone under this total. Totals are dropping, but still not quite enough. There's still value playing the under this week between the Saints and the Patriots. Next up, it is the Atlanta Falcons and the New York Giants under 47 and a half. No movement since the line open. Both teams are 0-2. Both teams need a victory. Atlanta lost 32-6 to, to Philadelphia in week one, then had the shootout last week, losing to Tampa 48-25. to 25. So they've had one game go under, one game go over. The Giants lost 27-13 to Denver in week one, and then lost the heartbreaker last week, 30-29 to 29 to Washington. They've had one go under, one go over. But in this game, nothing screams points to me with these two teams. I think it's going to be an ugly game. I think it's going to be a 20 to 17 type of game. So we're going to play the under 47 and a half between the Falcons and the Giants. Next up, we go to Las Vegas, Sin City, where the Dolphins and the Raiders are at a total of 44. It opened at 45 and a half. So we're a little late to the party here losing one and a half points of line value, but we're still gonna play it. Uh, the Dolphins, no Tua. Jacoby Brissett will start for Miami against a much improved Raider defense under defensive coordinator, Gus Bradley. Miami's one and one straight up and against the spread. Beat New England 17-16, lost last week 35-0 to Buffalo. Brissett didn't show me much when he replaced Tua. Both games for the Dolphins year to date have gone under the total. The Raiders, meanwhile, 2-0 straight up and against the spread. They are the surprise team in the National Football League so far, beating Baltimore 33-27, beating Pittsburgh 26-17. One under, one over. But if we remember that opener on Monday Night Football against Baltimore, that game was way under the total for 55 minutes. It was only overtime in the last five minutes of regulation where all the points came rolling in. I don't see that type of game against Miami, so I really like the under, even at 44 between the Dolphins and the Raiders. And then we wrap up our NFL card with Cincinnati and Pittsburgh under the 43. Line open at 43 and a half. So we lost about a half a point of value there. Pittsburgh one and one straight up and against the spread. They beat Buffalo 23-16 and lost to Vegas 26-17. Both games for Pittsburgh have gone under the total. I don't like their offense this year, but I love their defense and that bodes well for us. Meanwhile, Cincinnati and Joe Burrow, one and one straight up and against the spread. They beat the Vikings in OT to start the year 27 to 24. That was their over and then lost last week to Chicago 20 to 17. There were some late points there. That game was a lot lower than that even. So they're one over, one under. I like the under in this one, under 43. I expect an ugly defensive battle. First team to 20 probably wins this game. That's your National League football card for the NFL. So let's recap it real quick. We're on Detroit, plus eight against Baltimore. We're on the Rams, plus one over Tampa Bay. We're on the Vikings, plus two against Seattle. We're on the 49ers, minus three against Green Bay. So those are your four side plays. And then we like five unders. Jets and Broncos, under the 41 and a half. Saints and Patriots, under 42 and a half. Giants and Falcons, under 47 and a half. Dolphins and Raiders under 44 and then the Bengals and the Steelers under 43. Now we're going to wrap it up with three games in Major League Baseball. We are now just a week away from the playoffs. we got like eight days of regular season baseball left to bet and we got to get our bets in. So three more games for baseball today. We're going to lead off with the Reds and the Nationals. We're going over the nine and a half. We got Fetty pitching for the, the Nats. He's got a 5.21 ERA in his four September start so far. Gutierrez pitches for the Reds. He has a 7.75 ERA this month, giving up 14 runs over 15 and a third innings. Both clubs swung the sticks well last night. It was an 8-7 game. I expect more of the same today. So we'll go Reds and Nats over the 9.5. Then we're going to wrap it up in baseball with two games where we're going to play just based on the starting pitchers. We're going to lay the Brewers minus one and a half today against the Mets. That actually is on the plus side at 105. So the Brewers, once again, need to win by two runs to give us the winning wager. They only win by one. We lose. We're laying the one and a half. And we're also doing the same on the Toronto Blue Jays, laying the one and a half against the Minnesota Twins. And that one's actually even money. So the $100 pays out $100. Uh, For the Brewers, you got Corbin Burns going. He's got a 2.34 ERA year to date. 2.84 ERA in September. He has the second best ERA in all of baseball this season. Only Scherzer for the Dodgers has better. Uh, Rich Hill goes for New York. He's got a 3.87 ERA, but we're betting on Burns. He's at home even. So Burns at home, Brewers. Yeah, we're going to bet the minus one and a half there. And then for Toronto, Robbie Ray goes. For the Jays, he's got a 2.72 ERA year-to-date, 2.84 in September. He has the fifth-best ERA in all of baseball. So we're betting on two really good pitchers here. Uh, meanwhile, for the Twins in that game, it's uh, John Gant going for Minnesota. He has a 4.34 ERA since the All-Star break. We like the Jays. They're now two games behind the Yankees for that last wild-card spot. There's going to be a lot of desperation in that Blue Jay uh, dugout tonight. I like the Jays minus the one and a half. So your three baseball plays to wrap up your Saturday card, Reds and Nationals over nine and a half, Brewers minus one and a half on the run line over the Mets, Blue Jays minus one and a half on the run line over the Twins. As always, we thank you for joining the podcast. Remember, manage that bankroll. Don't chase money. Have fun and let's cast some tickets together. Good luck, everyone